Welcome to Rescued and Restored, trying to live holy in a world with no conviction. I'm Jessica. I'm no expert and I'm not a know-it-all. I just realized after chasing everything else, the only thing that satisfies me is talking about God and sharing how He works in my life. The miracles, the stings of correction, the laughter and joy of how He comes through at the last minute, just real life stuff in hopes that you leave inspired and or convicted to go deeper with the Father. So if you want to join this conversation, come hang out for a bit. Welcome back to another episode. Let's talk about the secret place. For those of you that don't know, which I'm sure most people do, but in case you don't, um, we, you know, as believers reference the secret place as a place that we go to, to pray and worship and read our Bible, just to spend time with God, have conversation with him somewhere that's just set apart in your house, somewhere that preferably is a little more secluded to where you can shut the door, you can shut the noise, and it's just you and God. And so I want to know, do you guys have one? And I'm going to tell you all about mine and actually the plans that I have to make it so much better because it's it's lacking right now. So I'm not going to lie. This week has not been a struggle by any means, but it's literally the night before y'all's hearing this and I'm just now recording it. And to be honest, I really just have been so preoccupied with work and just my business and trying to change things up, rebrand figure out what that even means, um, creating all of that stuff and all doing it myself because I refuse to pay somebody to do what I know I'm capable of doing. Maybe that's a pride issue. I don't know. I like to think of it as a stewardship issue, but I just, I I guess I have tunnel vision. So I just have been like gung ho doing all of that. And I keep praying in between. I'm like, Lord, I really need to focus on like, what am I doing on this podcast? I really need to do this. What do you want me to say? And to be honest, it was much like, last month when I had to speak at chapel because I just didn't feel like I had anything. And I don't like that feeling, but I'm learning that I don't always have to have like a word, a direct word from the Lord in order to speak about something because I've been taught by my friends that, you know, sometimes God just wants you to do it and he'll just anoint you in the process. And it's just out of all the abundance that you already have, the overflow that you have. So speaking of that, I was scrolling Instagram because waiting for my kids to get quiet and Travis to get out the shower and all of these people to stop making so much noise around here. And I came across this uh, lady's uh, reel and she was showing her secret place. She was showing her prayer closet and just like, I guess, redoing it or whatever. And it got me thinking, let's just talk about that because that is something that I actually do want to talk about. And so tonight's fitting for it. I'm actually sitting in my third bedroom in our house uh, recording this right now, which has always been and will be uh, my my secret place, my place that I try to come and pray. Now, this third bedroom, if you've been in my house, which, you know, some of y'all have, it's a disaster. It literally looks like a military zone at any time of the day. And even when I spend two days trying to throw away half of the stuff and then, you know, cleaning out the clutter, within two weeks, it's right back to it. So it makes it really hard to just come in here and sit down and focus and to just pray without having, like, just chaos in my mind. So it's not always ideal, but that is the goal. Even still in 2024, it has been for years now. Um, I've just, you know, dedicated like a certain little space over here where against the wall where I just put up some pillows, put down a rug, that kind of thing, put me some markers, all, all the stuff that I need, some toilet paper because I don't buy boxes of tissues for those days where the Lord actually just overwhelms me and, you know, we need them. And I was just thinking about it because I've been I've been telling Travis that if we can do these other things around our house, which we definitely need to do and desperately, like desperately need to do and not just for aesthetic purposes, but because they actually need to be done because our house was built in 1980 and they're just updates and upkeep that we need to do. But if we could get all of that done, then I'd have more room in here to be able to really make it what I want it to be and what it needs to be because I truly, truly believe and I have conviction for having a place to go and shut the door just to be with the Lord. I think probably, I don't know, four or five years ago, the Lord started dealing with me on that and I can't tell you where it is right now without looking it up and I'm not about to do that. But in the Bible, it does say 
I don't know. I think maybe it's in the Old Testament where it says, you know, when you actually it might be in the New Testament. Who knows? I don't know. It's somewhere in there where it says, you know, when you go to pray, shut the door behind you type of thing. Like, I take that serious a lot of the time. And like, and Travis knows that. And the boys know that, too, because I'll be like, I'm going to pray. And then if they try to open the door or if the door is open, I'm like, mm-mm, like, shut the door. Like, the Bible says shut the door. Let's shut the door or something. You know, I need I need Jesus to meet me in here. And that door needs to be shut so I'm not distracted by y'all. But I do value that. I value that I value that space, that moment, and I know the Lord values that because if we are that dedicated and that uh, reverent to him and that holiness to him, that that fear of the Lord that I was talking about in the other episode, if we have that, then we bring that into that space. And and by providing that space and creating that space, you're already showing Lord the Lord that you have that reverence toward him. And that you do take it serious and that you do desire to commune with him at a greater level than just the in and out of your day, which, you know, is the majority of how we communicate with God, I would assume, unless you're able to just stay home all day in one room and pray all day, which is really cool. I mean, there's seasons of that and different times that we all, I think, have done that and can do that. But, you know, on the regular basis, (laughs) that's not everyday life. But whenever we can just go and shut the door Like, where's that space for you? We need to create that place and that space in our homes, whether it be in a closet. My uh, friend, her closet's this, I'm not exaggerating. Her closet's probably three quarters of the size of my bedroom. Yeah, so she has tons of space to be able to go in there and sit down and create a space amongst all of her clothing. (laughs) But we don't, I don't have that luxury. My little tiny closet is one of those closets that have like uh, the sliding doors that go back and forth like old school and Travis and I share that so I have what most of y'all's kids have for a closet we're very limited over here when it comes to these kind of spaces in our house so I don't have like a walk-in closet you just slide in the door over behind his door and then he slides it back over hitting me trying to get his stuff out and it's it's terrible but I'm just thankful that you know we have one so I can't, I can't use a closet. So our third bedroom is the only option. We only have three bedrooms in our house, and our house is not very big. And so there's no extra space. Honestly, I feel like when we moved in, we had already outgrown it. There's room to grow. <laughs> there's room to, to build. There's room to expand. It's just a matter of doing it, right, like for everybody. So I just have this third bedroom and, and a space in the third bedroom because let me give you an idea. This third bedroom houses my rug my little three by five rug I think it is actually it might be five by seven I'm not sure uh space with like three pillows and my little cup of markers for my bible and my uh, journal and then I have a whole wall of all of Travis's instruments just everywhere taking up space and all of the stuff that he never uses ever I'm not kidding y'all we've been here for seven years and he ain't touched anything in this room for probably three years like why can't we throw it away please tell me and then the other corner of this tiny little bedroom has um, a desk and where I do my makeup and get ready and that kind of thing and then the other wall has like a a a cubby thing you know like shelves or whatever with like cubbies and that's all of our games and all of our stuff and so we're that's that's the outside let let me put it that way that's the the outside of the walls how about the inside (laughs) the part that part you're supposed to be able to see the carpet that you can't see because there's like bins of clothes because we don't have closet space there's hoverboards with go-kart seats attachments because we don't have space for those anywhere else there's all of my hair supplies there's all this stuff all of our shoes because we don't have closets like i don't even know it's just silly to me But I feel like the Lord knows my heart, right? Like we can always go back to that when naturally it looks like a disaster. The Lord knows my heart and my intent. So that has to be pleasing unto him. But I do think that is super important that we try to spend that time. And even like, honestly, it should be every day, but I'm guilty of it not being every day. Like I'm super guilty of it not being every day, especially when it's a disaster in here. I don't even want to walk in here. And so it just doesn't happen. Now I'll go. Oh, actually, I've been doing this a lot lately for the past few months because it's just been so messy in here. But I'll just go to like my bedroom and just lay across the bed. Okay, so this is funny. 
it's, it's not funny. It's kind of just ridiculous and silly. But here's how my brain thinks. So, <laughs> so if I go into my bedroom because I can't be in the third bedroom and there's no other space in this house to, to have a, a secret place and I just want to go, you know, try to pray, listen to worship, read my Bible, whatever, shut the door behind me. So if I go into my bedroom, to me in my head, it's like, okay, Lord, I'm not going to lay in my bed like the way that you would lay in it to go to sleep because to me that's not, um, oh, what's the word? Like I'm not trying to be comfy. It's not like I'm coming in here to lay in bed. So I lay the opposite way. I lay across the bed the opposite way and like on my stomach because in my prayer room, when it's clean, I do like to lay like face down. I don't know. I just, I, I like being face down on, you know, on the ground, like praying, worshiping, whatever. To me, there's just, there's just something about it. And well, my bedroom floor is a lot harder than the carpet in here in the third bedroom. So, you know, I'm not really doing that in my bedroom that often. But I do it on my bed. And so if I lay sideways or whatever across the bed, not the way that you go to bed, I feel like that's more reverent. Like, how how silly is that? Like, that's so dumb. And the Lord probably is, like, laughing at me in heaven, just thinking, what? It's not even that serious. But to me, it is because I'm trying to differentiate, okay, I'm not coming in here to get comfortable and just cozy in bed, usually in the middle of the day. Like, I'm trying to come in here and, like, genuinely spend time with you, Lord, and I'm just trying to make an effort. And sometimes the Lord just overwhelms me. And then sometimes I'm like, Lord, I'm waiting. And I'm still waiting. And there's nothing. But even in those moments, I know there still is something because it's just my obedience. And sometimes it's not even obedience. It's just my um, my desire, I guess. Because it's not like the Lord told me to go do it. It's just my my hunger, you know, my my wanting, my desire, my wanting to be in his presence and just spend that quality time with him. And so even when I don't hear anything, feel anything, see anything, when I don't have any revelation of anything, it's still, I believe, pleasing to the Lord just because I'm being intentional. I guess this is a really good episode to just go ahead and talk about uh prayer journals and my altar wall, which I've mentioned. I, I know that I mentioned it, but I mean, these things go hand in hand with your secret place and your, you know, your quiet time with the Lord. I'm sure that most of you have like some type of, I don't want to say necessarily routine, but you have some, you have something, you have like your own little thing with the Lord, like how you operate with the Lord, how he speaks, you know, different, different moments, different things that y'all do together. That's good. You should And so mine is just journaling. Like I'm a huge advocate for journaling. I'll probably like repeat myself on that a thousand times. To me, I've done it for you. I honestly, my first, it's funny. My first journal that I ever had that I can remember, it was a, I want to say it was Pocahontas. I'm not sure. But anyways, it had like a little lock on it. And I got it at at Disney World because my mom and my dad took me to Disney World, Walt Disney World for the first time. And my grandma, my my papa, my mom all went. And I remember like I have a picture of it and everything. But that was my first one. And little did I know that that was going to be such a big thing for me, like my entire life. And it it has been Uh, good, bad, whether it was about God or just documenting my life or the many, 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 many pages spent on me having a crush on Travis since I was 13 and all the different things that I used to write down. I mean, it, it was just always something I've done. And I didn't know then, like I do now, obviously, but that would be huge and it would be instrumental in so many things in my life, especially in my walk with the Lord, because I learned that whenever I write down the good and the bad and certain feelings or certain, uh, certain things, I could, I can look back Actually, so there were different patterns and cycles in my life that just it always seemed like I would feel a certain way around a certain time or just things that that would be patterns. I don't I don't know how to really make that like sound fancy, but I would write these things down. And so like I'm I'm able to go back and see like what was the things going on prior and then why did I feel like this? And then why is it a cycle and I'm feeling like this at a later time? same kind of thing, blah, blah, blah. And it actually helped a lot because it really showed me like at different times in my life when 
there was a lot going on, it seemed to be very similar. Like every time all these feelings would start to, you know, come come about, it was because of X, Y, Z that happened before. And it was just very repetitive. And so the Lord really was able to show me different things that needed to be handled, broken, addressed, um, confronted, you know, and, and me taking responsibility and accountability for them because it's not somebody else's issues or problems. They were mine. And a lot of it was just like, I guess, like my thinking, my perspective, um, expectations that weren't ever met, that kind of stuff that was just like continuous and, and in cycles. If I hadn't been journaling, like I would just be repeating these cycles over and over for the rest of my life because I wouldn't, well, I mean, maybe I would have, but I probably wouldn't have been able to pick up on them and see like, okay, let's go back and analyze this a little bit. Lord, give me, you know, clarity on this and let me understand like what the problem is so I can address it when it comes the next time and not actually get sucked into it. Because really all it was, was, you know, the enemy and his, his tactics, uh, different, just different thoughts, different patterns, different annoyances and irritations, attitudes, that kind of thing. Nothing like major, but stuff that, you know, could have been had I not acknowledged it for what it was because you start thinking about something too long before you know it, you're depressed or you know you're doing something you shouldn't be doing or whatever it might be journaling's huge because you can write all these things down and then the Lord will use that as a way to address things he'll use that as a way to uh, reveal things to you he'll use that as a way to communicate to you also I find often that as I'm writing and journaling, much like the last episode, even just talking with you guys, the Lord will give me revelation on something I'm dealing with in the in the middle of me writing. And that's also like whenever I'd, I've tried to blog in different things or even trying to write my book, like I would write like different, start to write things that I didn't have an answer or a clarification on. And before I got done with the sentence or paragraph, it's like the Lord had already, you know, given me revelation on it and answered what I was talking about. Like, it's crazy. It was like mind blowing to me. Um, but journaling does that for me too. And the most important thing to me out of all of it is that I have written documents now that prove God's goodness, his faithfulness, his correction, his love, his conviction, um, his mercy, his grace, his forgiveness, like all of these things in my life, because every step of the way, at some point it was documented. My highs, my lows, my lows, the lows, the lows. And he was always there. And so I can go back and I can still see that even when I wasn't living right and doing right. And then all the different times where I would pray and just like write down in my journal over the, the last several years about just dreams and desires and, and prayers of like, God, can one day we have blah, blah, blah. Or one day I, you know, I believe Lord and I'm asking that Travis will work for himself. He'll work less and make more money doing what he loves to do and what he's skilled at. Like I used to write that. I used to write that in 2018. 2018, like half of my journal is filled with just writing that every day almost. Lord, like like I would write down 10 things that um, I was praying for. And that was one of them every day. It was, God, one day Travis will work for himself. He'll, he'll work less is what I said. I actually didn't say work for himself. I think the way that I read it was that he would work less, be home more, and then make more money than what he currently was. And all of that is is our life now. It's our life now. When I tell you that, and most of y'all probably know this because, you know, y'all actually know me who's listening right now. But when I was, I don't know, I think it was 14. It was in 2003. Maybe I was 15. I don't know. I, I don't know how old I was, but it was 2003. I wrote in my journal and most of y'all have seen this. Like I said, and you've seen it on like Instagram or something because it still amazes me today. But I wrote that Travis would be 27 and I would be 21 when we got married. Y'all, we weren't even dating. Like he was engaged to somebody else and I was too young to be his girlfriend at the time. I mean, I didn't think so, but you know, culturally. I was, <laughs> but like, do you know that a few years later, I was 21, he was 27, and I didn't remember even writing that until years later when I looked back at it. Like what? Like so many things like that. I can just go back and it's, I mean, it's prophecy is what it is, but more so than just like me randomly guessing, I think it's just 
it's been the Lord's way of putting these desires and these things in my heart, which is what he says. He'll give us the desires of our heart. And I, I said that in another episode, but unlike how culture, you know, tries to preach that, or I guess not even culture, just the church, it's not the desires that we have that God gives us because we have them. He gave me those desires to begin with, which is why he's able to answer them and fulfill them. Just like, I mean, I could go on and on about that. Like, we're just going to stop right there because that's a whole nother thing. But going back and just seeing all these things and just seeing his hand in all of these entries in my in my journal, it's just like, you've got you've to add that this year. I promise you it'll be life-changing because even when you're having those bad days and you feel blah, or even those days where you're like, Lord, are you even doing anything right now? Because it sure feels like you're not. Like, are you even like, are you even here? I mean, you're so silent right now. But in those moments, it's huge because you can go back. And then in the moment, sometimes it's hard to see things. But when you go back, you can see his hand, his voice, his his whatever was still there in that moment. I encourage you to add that to something you want to start doing this year if you don't already do it. And it don't have to be long and extensive. I mean, it could just be like little stuff. Like some people, I think, I don't know what they call it, but th there are journals out there where it's like three sentences a day. Like that's it. Now me, I don't even know how people do that because I got pages. I, I Just like this podcast. I was like, oh, that's going to be a quick 10 minute thing. I think we're probably already at 20 minutes. And I didn't even think I had anything to say. Also, what I just found last year in journaling so in, in my quiet time with the Lord during the days, I would often, like last year, I was really I was really questioning the Lord and contemplating a lot. I was like, I always was feeling like I, I didn't know how to pray. And I know that might sound really dumb to y'all because y'all probably think I know how to pray because my friends tell me that, but I don't feel like I know how to pray when it comes to, I guess, like interceding for people, like continually and intentionally, uh, or just having like 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 dedicated prayer time well having a secret place time like where I'm just praying the whole time because some people will do that they'll just go shut the door and pray like when I go to my secret place I don't go shut the door and pray for 30 minutes like I'm I'm reading my bible the majority of the time I'm just conversating with the lord not like not hardcore praying um I'm, I'm usually listening to a lot of worship mu music and just worshiping the lord and those kind of things but I would often feel like prayer was my weakness like that was where I was weakest and so I really dealt with the Lord in seeking his like, uh, I guess, voice or guidance on that last year, because I don't know, I just kind of felt like it was a weak spot for me. And I felt like I could do better or needed to, to do better or something was wrong with me that I couldn't do it. And he showed me one day while journaling this because, OK, let me give you an example. So when I journal and I didn't know this, I did not know this. This is what he showed me that day. I was writing. And I write my prayers. So if you were to ever get my journal and read it, which you're not allowed, but if you did, you would read in there. And this is how it would be. It'd be like, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for blah, 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 blah. Father, could you help me with this today? What are your thoughts on this today? Jesus, you're so beautiful. Like, it would be all these things. And he showed me that that is me praying all the time. Like, to me, it's just been writing, but I'm praying on paper. Like, how cool is that? Like, that that fascinates me now because I really felt like, I don't know, I just felt like I, I wasn't doing it right or I didn't understand it or I was doing something wrong because I didn't have what all these people say or, or say that we're supposed to do with this whole going and praying forever. And he showed me that, and it was a beautiful moment. And so now I don't question that anymore because there are times where, they're few and far in between, I guess, but we're all go and just like strictly pray. But the majority of my day, and this is not boastful. This is not like, oh, I'm so, so, mm, no, this is just real life. Like you do you, I'm still going to do me. But real life for me is I talk to the Lord all day, like all day. The boys literally asked me, Malachi asked me the other day. He was like, who are you talking to? Because I was just talking out loud. I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, who are you talking to? I was like, God? And he was like, oh. <laughs> because I was just talking about something that I was thinking about. And I was like, Lord, I don't understand. Blah, 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 blah. Or Lord, what do you think about this? Or I'll be in the grocery store. And I know other people. I know other y'all do this because I've talked to y'all about this. But I'll be shopping. 
and I'll be like, I'll get something, especially if I'm out in public, like, you know, like clothes shopping or something. You know, you see all kinds of stuff while you're out in public these days. And I'll just be like, Lord, did you see that? And I like I say this stuff out loud. So I know that people probably think like I'm mental, but I ain't. I ain't. I'm just talking to my father. That's all. Y'all mind your business. And it's just, it makes me laugh sometimes because I re- I catch myself like in the middle of all of this. And I'll be like, oh, gosh, people probably think I'm crazy. But that's just normal. It's just normal to me. Like I spend all day just talking to the Lord. So that whole ceasing, praying without ceasing thing, like that's just having conversation and communication with your father all day, not letting it be the 20 minutes that you spend in your secret place and never speaking to him again until the next day for those 20 minutes. Like that should never be. And your secret place should never take the place of you communing with the Lord all day. I think we have to be careful if we only have those routines in the morning that we spend with the Lord and then that's it. But it definitely can just become a religious routine and not a relationship with the Lord. And to me, I'd rather forego the secret place If I had to pick, I would forego the secret place and strictly have a relationship all day with my father, not just a few moments in the morning. And then I just do my thing the rest of the day. Like to me, that's crazy to be able to have all of it is the the goal. If you ask me and we should have it all. I guess it's kind of it's the same thing. A few years ago, like I think like four years ago, I was having this time where I was feeling so much what I thought was conviction from the Lord if I would miss a morning of not having that quote unquote routine of reading my Bible, worship and prayer, you know, like first thing in the morning before I do anything else, obviously after dropping off kids and getting back home. But it became such a thing to where like it started to almost push me away from even wanting to do it if I would miss a day because I would feel so much what I thought was guilt. And I had to have a conversation with my um favorite kids pastor that I talk about all the time on here and I went to him because he's pretty much like my go-to he he told me and his wife also told me on speakerphone that day but they were like no and they explained to me the difference between condemnation and conviction and I know most people know that but I didn't really understand because what I what I was actually feeling was the enemy's tactics of trying to condemn me to push me away from reading my Bible, to push me away from spending that time in the morning with the Lord, because that's what it was doing. And that's what um, that's what pastor had asked me. He said, when you feel that, does it make you want to read your Bible or does it push you away from it? And I was like, no, like it makes me not even want to do it because I get so annoyed that I missed it or so like I feel so guilty that, you know, well, God must not be pleased with me because I didn't do this this morning. And it became this thing to where I was just like, mm mm. Like it pushed me away. And so they, they explained that to me. And I just had, you know, clarification that day and like a light bulb went off. And I understood that day that Satan can use even what you think is good in your relationship with the Lord and, and flip it. And so we have to be careful because we all know that he uh, can hide himself or, or present himself as something that he's not. And in those situations, like he can really get to us in our walk with the Lord if we're not careful, because had I let that continue and not talk to them about it, who knows how long it would have went on and who knows how long I would have thought that I was doing something wrong. In reality, the Lord was like, no, this is not that. That's not me. I wouldn't make you feel guilty for not doing that. Conviction draws you to me. Condemnation pushes you from me. And so once I had that revelation, I was like, Mm-mm, nope, we're done with that. And so I decided then, like, I'm not going to be on this this kick where if I don't do this at the same time or the same way or at least 30 minutes or for an hour or if I don't do, you know, all three things or, or whatever it is, if I don't do this, my air quotes, routine every morning, then then God must not be pleased with me. I dropped that. I was like, no. We're not doing that because, see, it, it became this this religious thing and it was no longer out of my desire. It was out of my I felt like I had to in order for God to be pleased. And that was the wrong place to be. That is, if that's what you're doing, this is your this is your sign. This is your word. Stop. Stop right now. That's not pleasing to the Lord, because at some point it can get to the point to where it's not even you being effective for him or to him in your relationship. Because think about it, naturally, if we feel like we have to 
spend time with somebody in order for them to be pleased with us. Is that really a loving relationship that you have? No, no, not at all. Who wants to be in that type of relationship? And if I'm the receiving person on that end, if you feel like you have to spend time with me, like it's a chore or like I like you have to do that or I'm going to be mad at you. No, like I don't want I don't even want that relationship. And so it's the same thing. And I and the Lord had to show me that through through a lot of ups, downs, highs, low and a lot of journaling, a lot of journaling and seeking his his word and his advice on that. Now, mm-mm. I don't have a routine. I spend my time with the Lord throughout the whole day. But sometimes right after dropping the boys off, I come straight home, read my Bible. Sometimes I come straight home, just listen to worship music. Sometimes I come straight home and just go pray. Sometimes I don't do any of those things in, like right in the morning, especially like, um, uh, what's the word, like intentionally set apart. Like sometimes I'll just do all of that while doing daily activities, you know, cleaning dishes or whatever, washing clothes, straightening up the house in the morning. Sometimes I'll go straight for a walk in the morning and just put ear pods in and just listen to a sermon. Like my point is I don't have a religious routine anymore. And I know that that has so benefited my relationship with the Lord and our our communication and our commune because when and how I do things now, it's more of a straight out of desire, straight out of relationship. But because I also have a daily, continuous conversation with the Lord, he is part of my every activity. Like that's not me being holier than thou, like everybody wants to scream at me all the time. That's just me. And if y'all don't like that, I mean, y'all probably do because y'all listening to me. But for the ones that don't like that, like, oh, well, because I'm not changing and I can't help it if that makes people mad or uncomfortable. But what I've come to find out with that is the only people that upset are the people who aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. I was one of those people. So I know that to be true. The only time we ever get offended or upset with somebody is if we're convicted or jealous. Point blank, period, done. End of conversation. And so I don't do that now. I have a good relationship with the Lord that that's healthy now. And it's not a religious routine. And so that's your, that is your uh, permission to stop if you've gotten into that rut of it has to be this way. It has to be 30 minutes every morning or it has to be this, this, and this. Now, yes, spend time with the Lord first thing in the morning. We should give him our day. Like I 100% am a fan, believer, whatever of that. But to me, you can do it in so many more ways than just the same routine for the same amount of minutes for the same exact way every morning you just have to be careful is what I'm trying to say because the enemy can take that real quick and he can flip it and manipulate it and it can become something that you didn't even intend for it to be anymore I'm gonna say one more thing about my altar wall just because I think that it fits and then we'll end with kind of my my 2024 goals for this secret place of mine this year and you know, in five months, I'll update y'all on that if anything has changed or if it still looks like a hurricane went through this room. But as far as my altar wall goes, it goes much, much along with um, journaling. And I think that, you know, there's so many different ways to do this. Like maybe you don't want to have a journal that you have to write in. So maybe this would be a good, good way for you to do this. But the whole point of all of it is just to remember what God did, to see his faithfulness, to to be able to just look back and say, thank you, Lord, see his hand, like all that kind of stuff, you know, just really giving him a place where you remember what he did, who he is and who he is to you. And so my altar wall, the shortest version possible came along in, I think, 2019. I was reading Joshua. I think Joshua might be one of my favorite books in the Bible for sure. I was reading it and the Lord was really speaking to me about the whole him collecting the 12 stones after passing or going through the Jordan River and and setting it up as a memorial. And that way, every generation moving forward would be able to see those stones and they'd be able to tell every generation about how God led them through the Jordan River, how he stopped up the water, you know, pushed it all up to one wall. And the Lord spoke to me then because I ain't never seen this before. I'm not. Y'all. Again. I know the majority of y'all listening to me know this about me, but for those of you that don't, I'm not a bandwagon person. I'm not a, 
if I see somebody else doing it, I want to do it. Like, I'm the complete opposite. I don't like to have the same thing as anybody. My best friend will tell you that. <laughs> she had to learn the hard way. <laughs> and I just, I can't be that person. I'm my own person. I always have been. Um, I, I'm not a misfit. I don't like that word because that sounds so, like, bad. It's just I'm I'm different, okay? I, I mean, we, we're all supposed to be set apart, and we are. Well, we're supposed to be. We should be. But I just don't fit in. I don't do what everybody else does. I don't want to have what other people have. Like half of my house is pretty much just built by my husband because I don't want to buy the same thing at Hobby Lobby that everybody else has. I'm not that person. I don't see these trends. I don't see these things and just do it because somebody else is doing it. And and so my wall was something that strictly just came from the Lord to me. And it was just in, in my time with him reading Joshua. And he, he, I don't like, I don't remember him speaking it like, verbally or any of that it was just like a you need to do this and understanding one of those moments again where he was just kind of speaking I guess to maybe just to my spirit man and just this revelation and understanding of knowing that where is my place that I can tell my kids and point back to and show them this is when God came through remember that time right here he came through on this day, he came through. On this day, he provided this. On this day, he healed this. Like, where is that? And the Lord told me I needed to have that. And so I took, because my husband is such a great husband and don't care about anything that I do to this house, I took my uh, half of my hall wall, my hallway wall, and just covered it in chalkboard and put a frame around it, made him build the frame, put it around it. And I started, I was supposed to start in 2019, and I didn't. And so the very beginning of 2020, I was convicted by it because I knew that I was supposed to start prior to 2020 towards like the probably towards like September of 2019. I was supposed to do this and I never did, never did. So January of 2020 is when I started it, January 1st. And I just put up there, which y'all saw in that little video, like 2020. Actually, I didn't even put the year up, the year up first. I just started writing things um, each day. But eventually, I put 2020 up there. Eventually, I put like our altar, you know, across the top. And then I just recorded every single thing on that wall that God did. I mean, big, small, some things like a stranger would be like, I don't even know what that means. That's dumb. But to me, it's a, it's a huge thing, even if it's a tiny thing. The boys really got into it. They still get into it. I mean, they're not like over the moon about it like jumping up and down or anything but they understand the significance and that's huge to me and and for me it's huge and I know that it's also affected Travis even if he don't ever say much about it because well that's just a whole other story but the Lord uses me in his life a lot more than what he wants to admit this wall the boys write on like if if they okay here's a funny one so I think it was like last year maybe two years ago um, my kids haven't really been that great in school when it comes to academics. They've struggled a lot, but Elijah, like they were struggling in their spelling tests, like every, just, just failing all their spelling tests. And it is what it is. They're doing great now. But he put on there when he finally passed his test, because we had prayed one day, we asked the Lord to help. It was just like this whole, this whole God moment where I was really just trying to teach them. Like if you pray and ask the Lord, he'll help you. And so they did that week. And, um, when they came home, they, they had passed their spelling test. And so he went and put it on there. And I, did, I didn't even know that he did that until I walked by one day. But he wrote on there, Eli passed, P-A-S-T, spelling test. And I started cracking up laughing because I was like, well, he didn't even spell that correctly, but it's cool. And so like such a sweet moment because these are moments that they'll always remember. And I pray that they'll start doing themselves, especially as they get older and understand the significance of it even more. Because I believe that God's just going to be doing so many crazy things in their life that they're going to have to start writing these things down. And even now, it's a testimony. It's a witness. It's all kinds of things. Because when people come to our house and they see it, they're like, what is this? Or even their friends, like even yesterday. No, today, while they were playing, their friend came over and he was like, he always goes in there when they're playing in the hallway and he'll always read some of the stuff. And he was like, oh, you already got 2024 up? And Malachi's like, yeah, bro, like it is January. <laughs> And it's just funny, you know, listening to these kids. But he was like, so y'all pray for all of this every day? And I started laughing. I was like, no, we do not pray. And I was like, no, no, that's a huge list of we praying for all that. I said, no, that's just all the things that God's done for us or that he's come through for. And he was like, oh, oh, okay. And he asked those questions all the time. Like, he's always aware of that. Hey, like, if that's what it takes to witness to my friends, I mean, my kids' friends, 
or visitors or even clients that come here and have to go use my bathroom when they're getting their hair and makeup done and they have to walk past that wall and then they're like, hey, what is that wall about? It's it's just an, it's an avenue for me to witness, but more importantly for me personally, it's just another, it's, it's my 12 stones is what it is. It's my 12 stones of coming through every single thing, not just the Jordan River. And I'm also half tempted to go get me 12 stones and put them by my mailbox because I'm all about that life. So get you a wall, like do what you got to do, find a creative way to do it, a closet, whatever you need, create your, your secret place and then create those moments, those places where you can write down and just record God's goodness. Because I think that that shows so much reverence to him to think that it was such a big moment that you're going to take time to write it down so you never forget. Like, I mean, I ain't God, but if I was God, I would be like, I love their heart. Because even if it was the fact that we could buy bath towels, and that was one of mine a few years ago, because, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but bath towels are expensive for good ones. And I ain't trying to buy like six, seven, eight bath towels at one time and spend that much money on a towel. Like, I got other stuff I could have been buying, especially when we didn't really have no money. But when I could finally just buy, like, I think I bought four at one time. And I bought us all new sheets and pillowcases. And to me, you could have just given me, like, a million dollars. And that was huge because we finally, I could do it without having to worry about anything else and thinking that money needed to go somewhere else. And I wrote that on my wall. Bath towels. Sheets. Because that, to me was huge. That was God's provision. And that was basically a miracle to me because that's when our finances started to change. The littlest things to the biggest things like the PS5 gift card, that's on there. Everything is on there. So do those things. I'm encouraging y'all do those things. And then lastly, quickly, my goal for this third bedroom secret room is to completely color drench it. Like I am so excited about this. And Oh, I want to do it like right now. And I can't. I'm half tempted to, but Travis tells me no every time I try to. So I want to color drench this whole room. And if you don't know what that means, that means like ceiling, trim, wall, everything's one color. Like like everything's one color. It literally is going to look like you just exploded the same color everywhere. And I am here for it. I'm so excited. And I have like a super dark kind of teal bluish color that fits really well with the rest of our house. And I just want to do this whole room, make it super moody, super dark, not like black, dark, just super dark and moody. And then just make it like so cozy and comfortable and just like the perfect lighting for, you know, regardless of what time of day it is and like soft lighting for night, but enough lighting that I can still read my Bible and not, you know, squinting and straining my eyes. And then set up like the whole area, like a little table. I want to set up some nice comfy cushions. And I also saw where people were getting um, the the gym tiles, you know, that you can like put together or like the stuff that you would put in a nursery. Um, they connect those and then they put some blankets on top of that to make it softer when you're sitting on the ground and laying on the ground. So I might do a few of those. But the goal is just to like turn this room into a place where <laughs> I told Travis I was going to call it my glory room, like Ty Ty Locke does because I don't I mean I don't really care y'all's opinion about Greg Locke and his wife I personally love them to each their own but his wife she has this whole like prayer room and she calls it the glory room and like you cannot go in there for any other reason except for just to pray read worship type of thing and honestly that's that's my goal now that's not practical in my house because like we have to come in this room but if I could I would y'all don't even play mm I would be super strict about that, too, because I do believe that if you reverence an area, I mean, think about the temple, like only certain people could go into the Holy of Holies and they had to have the things tied to their legs with bells because if they went in there and died from being unclean, they had to be able to be pulled out. But in the Holy of Holies is where things happen. Like I'm trying to be there. I'm trying to be there like that. That's the goal. (laughs) That is the goal. Like, think about it. If you. I mean, I want my whole house to be, I want my whole house to be so filled with God's presence that when my neighbors drive by, they can feel something different. I want people on my street to know that, you know, storms don't come on our our road because we live here and and God's favor, his angels, his hand is on us and, and it keeps the whole road safe just because we're believers and children of God, like that kind of thing. 
and, and the same thing with my house. Like when somebody comes into my house that's never been here, like I, I expect and want them to feel just the peace of God when they walk through the door because strife is not a continual thing in this house. Um, you know, we guard our home and what comes through the TV and, and uh, music and, and video games and all of that kind of stuff. Like I take that very, 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 very serious probably more serious than what most people think it needs to be but again that's me you do you and so same thing with this room if I could if I could have a space that was strictly set apart for only the presence of the Lord and nothing else no clutter no distractions no entertainment nothing I mean obviously some music so for worship of course but that is the goal now if I could have you know, unlimited funds and, and just start building on to this house and building up and out and all the things, that would be a priority for sure. For sure. It ain't even got to be big. It ain't even got to be big. But that's what I would do. But as far as this room and what I'm working with, you know, all you have is all you need, according to some people. Just have a place to meet with the Lord that's set apart and sacred. Or it should be a place where you go and, and you're expecting to meet the Lord. It's not a check on our to-do list it's not a religious routine it's a let me go away with the lord so he can speak so i can worship so i can tell him how holy he is and then if he chooses to speak to me i can get some revelation so i don't know i encourage y'all to you know make your room if you don't have a room or a closet or a space whatever you got to do i know that god will honor whatever we do because it's the fact that we're doing it you know like it doesn't need to be aesthetically pleasing for instagram but if you want to share it, share it. Like, I don't think there's any, like, wrong in that. I think, if anything, it encourages other people to do it. And if it's if it encourages somebody to do it simply because it, they just want to be creative and have an aesthetically pleasing place, who's to say that God won't show up in that place and then they'll start doing it for the right reason? And then it'll have nothing to do with Instagram. And just, you know, it'll be them meeting with the Lord truly, not just for a post or something. It's like, you don't know. So I encourage y'all to do that. I'm going to do it too. I'm going to hold y'all accountable. Y'all hold me accountable and we'll update this situation later. Maybe I'll share it on social media whenever the day happens that I paint. And we can all say hallelujah together because it's finally happening. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for all that you've given, all that we have, all that you do for us, all that you're going to do, all that you've already done, Father. I ask that as we progress into this year, Father, that you would provide spaces for each and every one of us to create, set apart, and just designate as a meeting place with you. God, we want to seek your face and not just your hand all the time, Lord. I want your presence. I want to be able to come out of my prayer room or even just my home and have your your glory shining off of me like Moses' face. Like, I want people to look at me, Father, and be able to see your glory. And that's found in the secret place and secret time and, and time away from the chaos and the clutter and culture and just seeking you for all things and for who you are. And so, Lord, I ask that you would help us, each and every one of us, with that this year and that that would be a goal and that would be um, something that we just truly, truly desire and won't stop until we do it and get it done. So provide for each and every one of us whether we need to build because, God, you can do anything. And Lord, you know, you know, I need to build in this house. So I'm going to need some, some provision. But if we need to build a space, if we need to just renovate a space, if we need to just clean out some clutter and throw some stuff away, let us do it. If we need to, you know, maybe just redirect some things in our home and, you know, reorganize some things to readjust a situation or a space, a place just to create big or small, fancy or not. The whole point is just to have a space to meet with you, Father, that's set apart and designated. And Lord, I ask that, you know, you would do that. And I think it'd be really cool if we all just started doing it and sent <laughs> sent videos back and forth. Just be like, hey, here's my space. Hey, here's what God sent for me to do this today. And so, Lord, let it be a creative space, too, because you're a creative God. Like, you literally are creator. I mean, come on. So it's natural for us as being created in your image to want to create and be creative also. And so, Lord, even my ideas and, and the others that have, you know, ideas and how they would like to have a space, Lord, let them all come to pass. Like, provide, Father. You are Jehovah Jireh, so provide. It's literally nothing for you. 
and concerning the fact that it has to do with wanting to meet with you, how much more would you want to provide? Every resource, financially, um, time, skill, labor, like all the things, you can do it. It's nothing for you, Father. So I thank you that even right now, Lord, that you're going to do that. You're sending those things right now as this starts to kind of uh, dance around in our head and, and we start having these ideas about how we would like to have it and, you know, what we want to do and, and just how it would be aesthetically pleasing to us to want to be in that space, to want to be with you because we're all different. So it's going to be different for all of us. And so I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for this episode. And I thank you, Lord, that I literally prayed today, Father, you know this. I prayed and I asked you earlier about five hours ago. I had 99 plays. And I said, God, please just let me get one more. Let me have a hundred plays before this episode. And Lord, as soon as I got on here to record tonight, I looked and it said 100. Like, I don't have, you know, music, Lord, to kind of bang around here. But thank you for that, because that's more than what I thought I'd even get in, you know, two, three months. Like, I really just didn't know, Lord, I just trusted you. So God, I ask that humbly you just let this thing just catch like wildfire and just go and go and go and let it be a blessing to every person that listens lord bless each and every one of us that's that's here right now listening that took the time lord i ask for every minute that somebody spends listening to me speak i ask that you would multiply that back to them to where they can be at least twice as productive in everything that they're that they're doing because they took the time to listen God, honor them every single episode that they listen to. I speak that, I ask that of you, Father, that you would return it unto them and give them time back or multiply their productivity in the time that they have left. I ask that. That's nothing for you to do, Father. You are outside of it all. You can do it, and it ain't nothing for you to do. So I thank you for that. Let us have a great weekend, Father. Keep us safe. Keep us healthy. Keep us strong. Let your angels, Father, just minister to us and surround us, protect us. Ask for a hedge of protection around each and every one of us. And I plead the blood of Jesus over each and every one of us. Thank you, Father. Thank you that even in my obedience just to show up, even though I had no idea what we were supposed to be talking about, that you still meet me and that you'll still put your anointing on this to be what it needs to be for each and every person. So I thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks for listening to Rescued and Restored, trying to live holy in a world with no conviction. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please make sure to follow, subscribe, and like wherever you are listening, not to miss a new episode on every Friday. Also, I'd love to hear from you, so feel free to leave a comment or find me on Instagram at Jessica Locklear underscore. I hope you have a great week, and we'll chat soon.